Hi, welcome. Today, you're going to be learning all about COVID post-hair loss, how COVID infections, along with the pandemic, have affected the hair loss community. Hair loss plays a key role in our self-image, social interactions, and our psychological mindset. During this episode, we will discuss telogen effluvium and trichodenia, but that's a new word for you, both symptoms lingering in long-term and long-haul COVID cases. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Our hair plays an important role in determining self-image, social, perceptions, and psychological functioning in both men and women. Studies confirm the experience of hair loss is psychologically damaging, causing intense emotional suffering and many times leading to personal, social, and work-related decline, not mentioning marriages, eating, not eating, harming our bodies, and many other things that we will not go into into much more detail today. But let's talk specifically about telogen effluvium. Telogen effluvium is a non-scarring, non-inflammatory alopecia form of hair loss, and it's relatively sudden. The onset of the condition is usually caused by a major trigger. Some of these triggers can be thyroid disease, infections, high fevers, low iron, stress, crash diets, or extreme diets limiting the body of the essential nutrients that we need. In the case of long-term or long-hauler COVID patients, the infection and high fever that many of us have and experience are two of the main contributing factors to the severity of post-COVID telogen effluvium hair loss. Sadly, Hair loss is not the only symptom reported. Other signs and symptoms causing long-term complications and stress can be attributed to continued fatigue, being lethargic, feeling out of it. Some people even call it a short-term memory loss. Chest pains, joint and muscle aches. We just can't get back to the gym. We can't seem to get working out and getting back to our normal routines. Our stamina, our energy seems to be lacking. And the one that most of us don't know about a lot is trichodemia. Trichodemia is the soreness of the scalp, the tenderness. It almost feels like your scalp has a fever, if you will. And many times, I know when I've had the flu, um, it hurts. My hairs actually feel like they hurt when I try to shampoo or when I try to brush my hair. So, 
trichodenia is a major symptom that we're seeing in these post-COVID hair loss cases. And today, you know, I can't do this without Natalia. So she's going to share a little bit about some of her symptoms and some of the conditions that she experienced during her bouts with COVID so that we can try to bring this home and and help you understand how you can move forward and that this post-COVID hair loss and this post-COVID shed doesn't have to linger forever. Natalia? Kimberly, you're in luck because um, I've had I have had COVID twice, so we can we can talk about any of those examples. But I think what affected me the worst was the first time I got COVID back in August 2021, I think. So I actually I was one of those people that I was fortunate enough that I didn't have high fever or any of the nasty symptoms. I never went to the hospital. I never had shortness of breath. The only thing that affected me the most was uh, was the fatigue, just feeling mm. fatigue. I spent two days on the couch just watching TV in the dark room, and I thought, oh, that, that wouldn't buy easy, mm-hmm. not, not a big deal. Well, two months later, about two months later, my I noticed that I had more hair loss in the shower, not when it was dry, not when I was brushing, but only in the shower. And I thought, well, it was seasonal hair loss. And of course, I know exactly, you know, I'm a registered dietitian. I know exactly what to do and what to eat for seasonal hair loss. Everything that I was doing, you know, eating proper foods, taking proper vitamins, uh, distressing, making sure that I'm stimulating my scalp for to improve blood circulation. Nothing was working because even three months later, my hair loss not only was well, I think it actually got worse. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what kind of that's when I uh, I got a wake up call that something else was happening. Sure. Well, and you know. Hair loss effects from post-COVID can and active cases, right? It can start usually two weeks post-COVID. So we typically see a little bit of a delay. But then I had a, a patient last week who it's been six months since her, since her last case of COVID. We also see that we're having a fair number of individuals coming in who that have never even had COVID, but their last booster injection is causing more of a hair loss problem. So that's the reason it's, it's important, and I think it's great for our listeners to kind of hear how you went through some of these phases. So initially, you were very tired, and the fatigue had really mm-hmm. set in. Then from there, that's when you started noticing the loss. So describe to me how you noticed the loss. So you said you got in the shower, and then you, did you see more hair loss in the shower and on the the floor of the shower? Yes, exactly. Okay. Did you notice it though when you were shampooing or did you notice it when you were combing the conditioner through the ends or did you notice it when you were out of the shower and you wrapped your hair in the towel? Both. All of it. All of the above. All of the above. (laughs) Yes. uh, Definitely the the sh- uh, I, I saw a lot of hair fall in the shower. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after I, I put uh, all the products in my hair, I was brushing it wet. I was pulling clots of hair out. And 
there were multiple, multiple times when I was crying. Mm-hmm. I had tears in my eyes because, and I would just stand there and look at the, the clot of hair and I, I thought something else was wrong. I could never even relate it to COVID. That's way before we everybody started co- uh, talking about COVID-related hair loss. And right. look at us, we're doing the whole episode mm-hmm. on it. That's right, I know. Well, and so that's what's helpful, I think, for the listeners, is that you can experience COVID or post-COVID hair loss all through those phases of taking care of your hair. It can also linger before you see your first sign. And even with someone as healthy as you, right? (laughs) Know what to eat and, you know, eating amazing foods, working out, drinking enough water, you're still going to be affected by this telogen effluvium, this aggressive hair shed. Right. So at that point, what products did you use or did you think to turn to? Did you, um, is that automatically when you reached out and started having topical treatments performed? Or was that when you tried to kind of self-treat the hair? Well, of course course I tried to self-treat like everybody (laughs) else. I mean, it's the easiest thing to do. It's, uh, It's the cheapest thing to do. Um, now, with, with me ha- having a medical background, I kind of, I know um, when I do turn to Google, at least I know what, uh, how to look for studies and mm-hmm. how to look for reputable studies, not to, not just read, uh, I don't know, womenshealthmagazine.com right. article <laughs> that was written by a freelancer and proofread by an editor that have no idea uh, about hair cycle hair growth cycle or nutrition or any of that so luckily i know not to do that and i hope our listeners know by now since they started listening to our podcast we always stress the importance of finding the right information um but so of course to answer your question of course i started self-treating taking more multivitamins Uh uh-huh yes so supplements are the easiest of course sure buy and and use and of course i bought topical treatments that seem to work i mean all the reviews are raving how it improves hair growth and and volume and everything well nothing worked for me until i did topical treatments at your office (laughs) well that's very kind i appreciate it but let's Let's go into a little bit of detail about those so that the listener can understand why there's a difference, right? So if you're experiencing this post-COVID shed or if your hair has started shedding for unknown reasons, right? As Natalia mentioned, she thought maybe it was seasonal shed because let's see, we went from August going into the winter, right? Mm-hmm. So, but by the time that you noticed your shedding, it was November, it was November right? It was really bad in November. Mm-hmm. That, that's where I started. I was crying in the uh, in my bathroom. Of course, I hair loss started way before that, like maybe four to six weeks, mm-hmm. but. The, the mental breakdown happened in November. Well, and it has a lot to do with that hair life cycle. So, you know, the antigen phase, the growing phase of the hair, where the hair lives up to seven to nine years, is affected. When our bodies go through these stress and these triggers in our lives, 
And so certainly the pandemic, COVID has done that. Some of the vaccines have put our body into these stressors, into these feelings. But the issue really is, is that once we are starting to notice this hair loss, trying to understand and really diving as deeply as you can into the purpose of the hair loss, not trying to put it off that, oh, well, maybe it's just because it's seasonal mm-hmm. or maybe it's just because of of I've used something different. I colored my hair and I know that the color that was used was a lot stronger this time. So what I encourage the listeners to do, especially regarding post-COVID hair loss, um, these fatigues and these other symptoms that we're talking about today, is that if the hair loss continues more than 10 to 15 days, and it becomes more aggressive, right? Mm -hmm. Because didn't you say that's what happened, right? It did. Now, your case went further and went into several months, but at this time, because we know more than we did a year ago, we're encouraging those individuals who are starting to see that aggressive shed picking up over the few weeks and the months that they definitely need to be treated and they need to get in to see a hair specialist so that they can truly understand, is this post-COVID shed, is it seasonal, or is it truly an underlying thyroid condition, an underlying hormone condition? We just don't know. And again, that's the reason we started this podcast is because this is such a deep-rooted issue, and we really need to make sure that the listener understands to not stop at just one solution, right? Yeah, absolutely. We probably should have named our podcast uh, root cause of thyroid hair loss connection or something <laughs> because I feel like the the wording root cause mm-hmm. is at the base of everything. It's so important to know where it's coming from because if you know if you have the diagnosis, you have a plan. I actually like to have an official diagnosis because then I know what to do. And with me, because I do have hypothyroidism. Um, Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease, I thought, oh, it was probably my thyroid mm-hmm. or, well, my, my, my work, actually, my private practice uh, here in Nashville picked up big time. So I thought, oh, it was just stress. It will go away. Or like, you know, the third option for me was a seasonal hair loss, which I have had before. It wasn't just as drastic. So yes, definitely knowing the root cause will give you an idea of what to do. Great. What about your scalp? Did you notice that your scalp had become more tender or it was sensitive or it became flaky or anything of that sort? It was definitely more sensitive. Okay. uh, Because I started massaging my hair. I didn't Mm. know if it was the same before, but because I, I wanted to stimulate my hair, uh, the blood flow to hair follicles as I was massaging them using different tools that you can buy on Amazon sure, and stuff. You that's know? right. Because uh, my husband is not doing a great job. I hope he's not listening, but he's not. <laughs> he does not massage my hair. Uh, so I had to use tools from Amazon and stuff. Right. And I noticed how it was just, it didn't feel as good because I think it was almost painful, mm-hmm. if that's the right word. Well, and trichodenia is is a problem that's caused in, again, underlying, right? Mm -hmm. It's the flow and the circulation within the bloodstream and the oxygen flow. And when that is constricted or when those triggers are affected, that causes that pain and that sensitivity. 
Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, we will have clients come in just for scalp treatments alone because they might have passed the shedding phase, but their scalp is so tenser, tense, not, it is tenser, <laughs> but it's tense and mm-hmm. it's also sore. And so when they come in for these scalp treatments, it stimulates the blood flow, but it calms that inflammation mm. lying on that surface of the scalp. So it's important mm. to treat the hair as well as the scalp, right? Back to that root cause. Yes, it makes so much sense. Oh, yes. I know. So common, right? And in your case, um, and with other clients, the first sign of hair loss can begin early, can be begin at that two weeks, or it can also be seen as far out as six months. And we need to make sure that we pay attention to those signs. If we've learned anything from COVID, right, and the coronavirus over these last two years, oh my gosh, I hate to say that, it's to expect the unexpected. Mm -hmm. As we close today's episode, Natalia and I want to leave you with hope. Post-COVID hair loss that you might have had or you might be experiencing today will diminish over time. It will get better. It's your choice how you choose to proceed, how you choose to define what is the solution for you, how aggressive you can be. Do you have the time for scalp treatments? Do you have the time for platelet-rich plasma injections or microneedling of the scalp? All of those are certainly services and offerings that we encourage and that we have seen concrete results from. And we know from a fact the reason that we see those results is because of the the cell stimulation and the proliferation that is happening well below the surface of the scalp. So we want to encourage you to dig deeply, to take responsibility for your own hair, for your own scalp. Make sure that you seek the advice of a hair professionalist, whether that is your general practitioner that you trust, that you can ask some really good, hard questions to, and knowing that they will lead you in the right direction. Otherwise, feel free to reach out to either Natalia or myself through the link below on this podcast. We also, as we do in many of our podcasts, will list our resources, the clinical trials, and also some really great information if you're a little bit of a geek and like to dig into details as we do. Otherwise, we look forward to talking to you again. You make it a great day.